بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصمه صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الناس قد أظلكم شهر عظيم شهر مبارك شهر فيه ليلة خير من ألف شهر أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم Respected friends and elders Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indeed blessed us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to see another month of Ramadan. The deeds of man, the deeds of believers, the rewards of the deeds are valued in three ways. One is in accordance to the inner qualities that are found in the person, the amount of taqwa, the amount of ikhlas, the amount of mujahada and qurbani, and the second way in which deeds are weighed or valued in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in accordance to the place where it was done. Some deeds are more rewarding in certain places in comparison to other places. So salat and ibadat in the haramain is more rewarding than the ibadah outside the haramain. Some duas if you recite in the bazaar in the marketplace is more rewarding than you recite even in the masjid. So certain deeds acquire their value based on the place where the deed is perpetrated. And thirdly, deeds acquire some deeds acquire additional reward in accordance to the zaman, the play at the time in which the deed is carried out. Like the month of Ramadan, like the deeds carried out in Ramadan, or for example on the night of uh, the 15th of Sha'ban, or during the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah, these are times when the deeds are more valuable, and deeds yield more reward in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to Makan, the place, places where deeds are multiplied, then that is not in the control of every person. Not every person can maybe afford to go for Hajj or Umrah. Not every person who can afford it is even allowed based on the visas and the quota system, etc. But when it comes to zaman, time, then time is a vehicle that comes past everyone. Time comes onto everyone. No matter who you are, where you are, whether you can afford it or not, whether you know, there is any quota system or not, there's no quota. Everyone gets time. So Ramadan comes on everyone. The rich, the poor, the young, the old, etc. This is a great ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the greatest of all months and the most mubarak of all times has come at no cost from our side, no effort from our side. So deeds that are carried out in the month of Ramadan, respected friends and elders, are multiplied manyfold. This is the greatest batch of 30 days of the year. There is no other month that is greater than the month of Ramadan. Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says, Sayyidu shuhuri shahru Ramadan. The leader of all months. This is the best of months. 
And if we contemplate, respected friends and elders, in light of current, current circumstances, how fortunate are we that we have made it to this Ramadan? Last Ramadan, the conditions are well aware to us, what conditions we had to go through, and the state of the masajid, etc., and the amount of people we have lost from the previous Ramadan to now. Life is a ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Life is, a, is, the, is among the greatest ni'mas Allah has given after iman, is to have life. The longer a person lives, the more he can build his akhirah. The longer he lives, the more opportunity he has for tawbah. The longer he lives, the more he can be an asset to those around him. It is the way of shaitan and the trap of shaitan that he leads a person into depression and further and further till he thinks there's no use for living anymore. No respected friends and elders. For a believer, there is definitely use and, and, and reason to live every moment Allah has given us. There is no need for a believer to lose hope in life because this is a time Allah has given him to build his akhirah and eternal success. Azad Mawana Fazlur Rahman Sahib, Hafizahullah, my Ustad, used to mention this poem in the Bukhari Sharif Dars. Dar ke kehte hai ke mar jayenge. Some people get scared, they panic. And then they say, I want to die. So the next part says, Agar mar ke bhi na chute, to kaha jayenge. If after death too a person is not saved, then where are you going to go? So life that Allah has given us is a great ni'mat. Let's cherish every moment, respected friends and elders. And again, I would like to share an experience on the life of my beloved father, rahimahullah. Despite him having so much of illness towards the end of his life, so much of taklif, so much of body pain, the dialysis, and so many other issues. Sometimes maybe I would sense, or I would feel maybe, maybe he can't carry on anymore. But from him, you would see that hirs and that eagerness to live, and the dhikr counter in his hand, Cherishing every moment, cherishing every moment, and he would say, Alhamdulillah, despite all the difficulties, at least I'm still alive. At least I can still make dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the mindset of a believer, respected friends and elders. So Allah has blessed us with the month of Ramadan. There are certain deeds in the month of Ramadan that we ought to be focusing on in addition to everything else. Generally, as a principle in deen, we, we should understand, respected friends and elders, after the faraiz, after things that are binding on us, <clears throat> when it comes to the nawafil, then they are referred to as optional. We have an option. Whichever form of nafil ibadah is easy for us, mashallah, let it be. Definitely a person should be, should be striving for the ideal and try and engage in everything as much as possible. But if there are certain deeds Allah has made easy for a person, then alhamdulillah. So in addition to all of the other nawafil and other a'mal a person may be engaged in, the month of Ramadan is the time for us to focus more on certain issues. Number one is obviously the fast of Ramadan. That is the faridah. That is the obligation of the month of Ramadan. And the fast, respected friends and elders, in addition to being a fariza and obligation, for which us merely fulfilling that obligation, us merely being absolved of that obligation is sufficient enough a reward. But despite that, the amount of reward mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, respected friends and elders, to go through the hadiths will take us the entire Ramadan. That's how much of, of guidance in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's the amount of fadila and virtue and excellence and merit 
recorded in the hadiths of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for the fast of Ramadan. I would like to mention one. And this is the hadith that Hafiz ibn Rajab Hanbali rahimahullah, a great scholar of his time, who has authored a unique book detailing the virtues of the different months. So when it comes to the month of Ramadan, this is the first hadith he quotes. So the hadith Ibn, Ibn, Ibn Rajab Hanbali rahimahullah quotes from Bukhari Muslim says that Rasulullah, Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu reports that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, كُلُّ عَمَلِ ibn Adam لَهُ Every action that Ibn Adam does, meaning every good deed that insan does, is for him, and he gets الْحَسَنَةُ بِعَشْرِ أَمْثَالِهَا إِلَىٰ سَبْعِمِئَةِ ضِعْفٍ Every deed a person does, then he will get times ten minimum the reward. مَنْ جَاءَ بِالْحَسَنَةِ فَلَهُ عَشْرُ أَمْثَالِهَا Allah says. Whoever does any good deed, then minimum reward is times ten. Here also let us understand something. We know that when a person makes an intention, he gets the reward as well. So when a person makes an intention of a good deed, he gets the reward times one, which is alhamdulillah, good enough, it's reward for free. But when a person does a good deed, when he does it physically, then the reward is multiplied, guaranteed times ten. Man jaa, whoever it is, meaning any believer obviously, who does a good deed, then minimum reward is times ten. In this hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam expounds further, and this is found in other riwayat as well, that the reward for his deeds will be multiplied times ten and up to seven hundred up to seven hundred ila sab'i mi'ati di'af. So sometimes a person, for example, the two rakat salat, minimum reward he will get will be times ten. But on some occasions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala multiplies it for him. Hundred times, two hundred times, three hundred times, up to seven hundred times, up to seven hundred rakats of, of thawab you can get for two rakats. One rand a person gave in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the guaranteed reward is times ten. It's like he gave ten rand. But at times... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can add to the reward of that one rand that a person gave. He may get a hundred rand thawab, a five hundred rand thawab, seven hundred rand thawab, and even more based on the choice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, any action a man does, then he gets this reward, times ten up to seven hundred. قَالَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِلَّا الصِّيَامِ فَإِنَّهُ لِي وَأَنَا أَجْزِي بِهِ Allah says, besides the amal of fasting, because fasting is done for me, solely for me, وَأَنَا أَجْزِي بِهِ And I personally give the reward for the fast. How much of reward is not mentioned. Alama explained, this is to show the enormous amount of reward. Nobody knows. Perhaps nobody can enumerate and count the amount of reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bestow for the fast. The fast is for me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. It is only because the fast is from those ibadah that nobody can see. So if a person is fasting and is abiding by the rules of the fast, then whether he is in public or whether he is in private, he is still fasting. Nobody can see he is fasting, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is away. This is the deal between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is only for me, therefore I will personally give the reward for the fast. There are many explanations given also for what is meant by, what else is meant by the fast is only for Allah. Ibn Rajab Hanbali rahimahullah then draws a comparison. He says the fast is like, is also referred to as sabr. In the famous hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that, وَهُوَ شَهْرُ الصَّبْرِ The month of Ramadan is the month of patience. Many ulama have interpreted patience here to refer to the fast. 
وَالصَّبْرُ ضِيَاءٌ comes in another hadith. Sabr will be a means of light on the day of Qiyamah. What is meant by sabr? There could be patience in itself. But many muhadithun have explained that sabr came synonymous to the fast. So he says if you inspect <coughs> the fast, then we have all types of sabr in the fast. Generally ulama have classified sabr into three types. There are three types of sabr. One is that which we are, we are accustomed to, the meaning we know very famously, and that is to be patient in the face of difficulty and hardship. As-sabr ala shadaid. This is one of three forms of sabr. The other form of sabr is as-sabr ala ta'a. To be patient in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, to control, control oneself. <coughs> to control oneself. And to withstand temptation, etc. And fulfilling the command of Allah is also one form of sabr. And the other, third form of sabr is as-sabr anil ma'asiyah. Patience in, in holding yourself back from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That determination that is needed to do the good. And the determination that is needed to abstain from wrong is also termed as sabr. So he says that the fast has got all three types of sabr. Therefore the word sabr was used to refer to the fast. That we are in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, abiding by the command of Allah to engage in the fast. Then to abstain from things that are forbidden for us from morning to evening. So this is that form of sabr, sabr. Patience in abstaining from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And obviously sabr on the difficulty of the fast, whether it be the thirst, the hunger, the weakness of the body, etc. So the fast is an embodiment of sabr in all its forms. And in Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants the patient ones their reward with no account. In other words, limitless reward. Therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding the fast, فَإِنَّهُ لِي وَأَنَا أَجْزِيبِهِ I will give the reward. How much? Limitless. بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ But it is imperative for us respected friends and elders to protect the fast. To look after this fast. In the light of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ulama explain if a person is not particular about the fast, then that fast can be thrown back on his face. That fast can even curse him. Like has come clearly regarding salah. If a person does not adopt his salah properly and engage in salah properly, then that salat curses him, is thrown back at his face and the salah curses him and tells him, may Allah destroy you like you destroyed me. You never looked after me. May Allah not look after you as well. So if the fast is also not observed properly, respected friends and elders, then we are at risk of the fast actually cursing us. The fast being thrown back at our faces, in other words, not being accepted in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first two, there are two ways of protecting the fast, the physical and the spiritual. The physical way is obviously to ensure that we abide by the rules of fiqh regarding fasting, abstinence from food and drink, and fulfilling our desires with our wife. This is the physical protection of the fast. And like I discussed a few mornings ago, after Fajr, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that that person who doesn't fast one day in Ramadan for no reason, man aftara yawman fi Ramadan. He didn't fast for once, one day in Ramadan for no valid reason, min ghayri udhrin wala maradin. No valid excuse, no illness that stops him from the fast. Then lam yaqdihi sawmu dhahri wa insamahu. If he has to fast his entire life, fast for the rest of the year, you will not be able to attain the barakat of the month of Ramadan. 
This is what we were speaking about at the beginning. That deeds, some deeds acquire their reward based on the zaman, the time in which it is carried out. So fasting in Sha'ban, respected friends and elders, cannot match fasting in Ramadan. Fasting in every, any other month of the, of the year. Yes, technically, a person can make up for the qaza. Technically, if you missed one fast, and then he makes the qaza of one fast at any other time of the year, he will be absolved. What this hadith is speaking about is the blessings and the reward that, that is to be attained by fasting in the month of Ramadan. Ramadan, respected friends and elders, Ibrahim Nakhai rahimahullah says, So muyomin fi Ramadan. One day's fast in Ramadan is better than a thousand days fast outside Ramadan. Better than a thousand. A number has been put for our understanding. Otherwise, like we discussed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards limitlessly for the fast. There's no hisab for the reward of the fast. Therefore, we ought to ensure that every fast is kept and observed and the rules of sharia are abided by. The second form of protection of the fast is the spiritual protection and that is by abstaining from other wrongs. رُبَّ صَائِمٍ لَيْسَ لَهُ مِن صِيَامِهِ إِلَّا الْجُوعِ or illa dhama, different riwayat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Many a fasting person, the only thing he attained from his fast was that he was hungry or he was thirsty. In other words, no reward he got. Because by abstaining from the eating and drinking, things which are normally halal on other occasions, he may fulfill the fast. But he didn't abstain from things that are haram at all times. He never abstained from, from looking at haram, from listening to haram, from speaking haram. And doing any other haram. Sayyidina Jabir radiallahu anhu mentions, إِذَا sumta When you fast, فَلْيَسُمْ سَمْعُكَ وَبَصَرُكَ وَلِسَانُكَ عَلِ الْكِذْبِ وَالْمَحَارِمِ Then let your other organs also fast. Your ears, your eyes, your tongue should all fast. The tongue from sin, uh, from lying, and the other organs from every other sin. They should also engage in, fa- in a form of fasting. They should also abstain from things that are haram and forbidden. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ يَوْمَ صَوْمِكَ وَيَوْمَ فِطْرِكَ سَوَىٰ Don't let it be such that the day you are fasting is, and the day you are not fasting is the same. No, when you are in the fast of Ramadan, when you are in this Mubarak month, there must be a change in your life in other aspects as well. Not only in your abstinence from food and drink. A fasting person, respected friends and elders, is in ibadah, one hadith mentions. No مُصَّائِمِ عِبَادَةٌ even sleeping is ibadah. Sleeping in, in the state of fasting, you are getting reward for it. Abu Aliya rahimahullah, a famous tabi'i, senior tabi'i mentions that as-sa'imu fi ibadatin ma lam yaghtab ahadan. A fasting person continuously is in ibadah. He is continuously being rewarded for ibadah as long as he does not commit ghibat. And ghibat is an example given only. Meaning as long as he doesn't fall into sin. And then he says that he gets a reward وَإِن كَانَ نَائِمًا عَلَىٰ فِرَاشِهِ Even if he is sleeping, even if he is sleeping, snoring away on his bed, but he's getting reward from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is when a person protects the sacredness of the fast. This is when he looks after the spirituality of the fast as well. This is the first and the main amal for the, for the month of Ramadan. Number two, time is short. Number two is the, the taraweeh, the qiyam at night. Many a hadith we find Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam It's a famous hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam In Bukhari Sharif and elsewhere Where Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Mentions the fast and then he mentions The qiyam Ramadan The fast, uh, the standing up at night in Taraweeh Whether it be in Bukhari Sharif And so many other riwayat The famous hadith Man saama Ramadana imanan wa ihtisaban 
That person who engages in the fast of, of Ramadan, having iman, believing it to be the command of Allah, ihtisab and expecting reward from Allah, غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِن ذَنْبِ His past sins will be forgiven. Thereafter, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam couples the mention of qiyamu Ramadan. وَمَنْ قَامَ رَمَضَانَ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا And that person who will stand up in the month of Ramadan, having iman that this is what Allah wants from me, and expectation of reward, غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِن ذَنْبِ in the famous hadith of Sayyidina Salman radiallahu anhu, famous long hadith, where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam introduced the month of Ramadan to the Sahaba on the last day of Sha'ban. There too Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that during the day the fast is, is obligatory on you. And at night it is the qiyam and the standing up in salah. In the riwayat of Nasai Sharif, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that faradallahu lakum siyamahu. In, in Ramadan Allah has ordained you to fast. وَسَنَنْتُ لَكُمْ قِيَامَهُ And I have set the sunnah for you to stand up at night in the month of Ramadan. So Qiyamu Ramadan, the standing up at night, which we refer to as the Taraweeh Salah, is a fundamental requirement and a duty of the month of Ramadan. Sunnah Mu'akkada, the ulama have labeled it as, which means if a person makes a habit of leaving it out, he becomes sinful. And Taraweeh, respected friends and elders, the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sunnah of the Sahaba, عَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الرَّاشِدِينَ is to read the entire 20 rakats. That is the sunnah. And the second sunnah is to complete the khatam of Qur'an. Many people have this habit of attending the taraweeh where the khatam is done in a few nights. Sometimes one night, mashallah, they have the himmat and they stand the entire night. Sometimes in three nights, some in ten nights. Which is good, alhamdulillah, and Allah reward them. But once you complete your khatam, there is no relaxation of the taraweeh for the rest of the month. Even if a person is reading the alam tara or he is following the alam tara taraweeh for the rest of the month, then he is still fulfilling the obligation. But some have this notion that once my khatam is done, now I can take it easy in the sense that I don't have to read taraweeh now. No respected friends and elders. The standing up in, in taraweeh salah is a sunnah mu'akkada for every night. For every night of the month of Ramadan. And see the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ramadan starts with the qiyam. Ramadan starts with taraweeh. Before the fast also which we know to be the obligation of the month. And the obligation of the month is the fast. But the importance of the qiyamu Ramadan is demonstrated to us that it is brought first. You first start with qiyamu Ramadan. The, the, the taraweeh salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward the, the huffaz who stand up and prepare mashallah and, and engage in the, in the beautiful tilawah of the Qur'an. Just a point for us to note, we, are st- we still have long nights alhamdulillah. The days are short, nights are long. When the system was 15, 20 years ago, taraweeh used to be fast and the fastest taraweeh is the one that people enjoyed the most. Maybe a reason why the huffaz at that time began to decide fast for us is because the nights were short. Now we have long nights. That should not be our hum, that should not be our concern that how quick the taraweeh can finish, how quickly we can read the Isha Salah and finish the taraweeh Salah. No respected friends and elders. We have ample time, there's so much of time thereafter. Taraweeh now finishes at 8.30. Somebody is trying to finish at 8.20 and somebody is trying to finish at 8.15. 15 minutes, what is going to do for you? This 15 minutes again for the rest of the year, you're not going to get another such 15 minutes of Ramadan. Spend that in the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we used to read taraweeh with my beloved father rahimahullah in, in America, sometimes the nights used to be long. It was going, leaving winter, going into summer. And we had the habit, I had the habit of reading fast like was the norm. 
So one person there in charge of the masjid told me, Mawlana, here the people like you must read slowly. Despite the fact that they have to travel far, from far and wide to come. Some of them half an hour away, 40 minutes away to come for taraweeh. The taraweeh salah actually used to be delayed to accommodate for people coming from afar. Not over waqt is isha and then taraweeh. No. Isha salah is to be delayed so people can come. I'm saying this to demonstrate to you the amount of time people have to give. Despite that they know hurry, he tells me. They are in no hurry to go back. They want to listen to the Qur'an recited slowly. So here we have an abundance, alhamdulillah. Let us, this, let us have that jazbah. That we are not putting the pressure that finish quick or looking for the place where the taraweeh is finishing quicker. The third duty of the month of Ramadan is to recite the Qur'an. To recite the Qur'an and to listen to the Qur'an. The Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduced the month of Ramadan, when Allah spoke about the month of Ramadan in Qur'an, then Allah introduced it as the month of Qur'an. Shahru Ramadan, alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. The month of Ramadan is the one in which the Qur'an was revealed. In other words, this is sufficient for you to understand the greatness. Qur'an is the greatest book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, kalamullah. Sent down via the greatest angel of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jibreel Amin, to the greatest prophet, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nazala bihi ruhul amin, ala qalbika litakuna min al-munzirin. And it came in the greatest of months. In the greatest of months, the month of Ramadan. So the basic duty of the month of Ramadan is for us to engage in tilawa, recitation of the Qur'an, and also to listen to the Qur'an. It was a habit of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam every Ramadan to do this with Sayyidina Jibreel, Jibreel alayhi salam, that they used to revise Qur'an. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to recite the Qur'an and Jibreel used to listen. And then Jibreel used to recite Qur'an and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to listen to the Qur'an. So this is a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and a fundamental duty, a token of appreciation. Qur'an ought to be a part of our lives every day of the year. But in the month of Ramadan, respected friends and elders, full dedication is required to the, to, to the tilawah of Qur'an. Great a'imma of the past, despite being engaged in great service of hadith and other service of deen, Imam Malik rahimahullah, Sufyan Thawri rahimahullah, who are mountains of knowledge, who spend their days and nights in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and understanding the rules of shariat, when it came to the month of Ramadan, they would stop everything else. And total dedication used to be to Qur'an. No hadith dars also Imam Malik rahimahullah used to give. Whole year used to have his hadith lessons. Ramadan time that used to be stopped so that he can dedicate himself to tilawah of Qur'an. Same was the habit of other a'imma and our recent akabir as well. That everything else used to be put on hold. And now is time for Qur'an. This is what is needed, respected friends and elders. Yes, we are working. Yes, we have to earn a, we have to earn a livelihood. Spare some time after every salah, or in the mornings, or in the evenings, where we are giving that additional time in the month of Ramadan to the tilawah of Qur'an. Sayyidina Abdullah bin Abbas radiyallahu anhumah says, in a hadith of Bukhari Sharif, كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَجْوَدَ النَّاسِ Our Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the most generous of all people. Generosity is the fourth amal of Ramadan. But I'll come back to it. This hadith continues. وَأَجْوَدُ مَا يَكُونُ حِينَ يَلْقَاهُ جِبْرِيلِ The time when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to become even more generous. Even more generous was when Jibreel used to come in the month of Ramadan. And he would meet him every night. فَيُدَارِسُهُ الْقُرْآنِ And he, they used to revise the Qur'an. 
So ulama explained the sunnah in Ramadan is to read an entire khatam of Qur'an. Because the system was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Jibreel used to revise whatever amount of Qur'an was revealed up to that point. So the entire amount that was found up to that, that was revealed up to that point used to be recited and then heard and listened to. So to recite the entire Qur'an and to listen to the entire Qur'an in Ramadan is also a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the listening of the Qur'an we can attain in the taraweeh salah. Oh alhamdulillah many masjids have the habit where the imam or some qari reads every day one juz, one juz a day. That is also how we can fulfill the sunnah of listening to the Qur'an in Ramadan. And the second is for us to take the initiative to make at least one khatam. Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah says that the haq of the Qur'an is at least one time you must make khatam of Qur'an. Once in the month of Ramadan and once for the rest of the year. So ulama explain Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in general was a very generous person. But in Ramadan his generosity used to increase. And this is the fourth amal, the fourth duty of the month of Ramadan for us to increase our generosity. And alhamdulillah by and large if we look at the Muslim, Muslim ummah, then in general, those who are able and capable, generally increase their generosity, they increase their kindness, they increase their spending in the month of Ramadan. This is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and also sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator. Allah Rabbul Izza is more generous in the month of Ramadan. Mu'min. The famous hadith of Salman radiallahu anhu says, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in this month your rizq and sustenance is increased. Allah increases His, His favor on the, on the Ummah. Allah increases your sustenance. And it is a month in which man tatawwa'a fihi bi khaslatin min al khayr. Any person does any nafil, optional deed in the month of Ramadan. Kana kaman adda faridatan fi ma siwa. It's like He has done a faraz act. The reward of that nafil is multiplied to the reward of a faraz. And woman adda faridatan fi. Any person who does a faraz act in Ramadan, the reward for that is multiplied seven times. This is part of the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first part of this, we often hear, one nafil is equal to a faraz. What is the relation? What is the comparison in reward between a nafil and a faraz? Lama Nawubi rahimahullah has explained that the reward of one faraz equals 70 nafil. So like when you do one farad and obligatory act in Ramadan, it is multiplied 70 times. Then a nafil is multiplied to the reward of a faraz means it is multiplied 70 times. So the reward of every nafil deed minimum will be multiplied 70 times by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Ramadan. This is the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this was one reason why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to increase. He used to increase following the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah says, we should increase our spending in the month of Ramadan following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam first. And obviously ultimately following the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another fundamental reason for additional charity in the month of Ramadan is because is to make up for any deficiency in the fast. The fast is an ibadah that we do. The first fast is once a year for 30 days, 29 or 30 days. So it's an ibadah that we are not so accustomed to. So it is possible, highly possible, that, that there would be deficiencies in the fast. So to make up for those deficiencies, the deficiency in other words, like we were discussing earlier, spiritual defi- deficiencies. If a person committed some other uh, wrong, a person did not conduct himself in a manner that a fasting person ought to be conducting himself, etc., then to make up for those deficiencies, the sadaqah is used. A hadith of Tirmidhi Sharif says, أَفْضَلُ sadaqati sadaqatun fi Ramadan." The most virtuous of all sadaqah is sadaqah in the month of Ramadan. 
Many of us have the habit, respected friends and elders, of discharging zakat in the month of Ramadan. Zakat is binding on you, in technically, not only in Ramadan. Whenever your one year completes, and that's a separate topic, but yes, people have the habit of discharging it in the month of Ramadan to attain that reward. And fair enough, be that as it may. But the general understanding in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not only for a person to give his zakat in the month of Ramadan. It's for us to increase our nafil sadaqah, our nafil charity, respected friends and elders. Zakat is an obligation and definitely rewarding as well. But additional reward and real true reward thereafter lies in our nafil sadaqah and in, and in, in, in optional charity. This is what also needs to be increased. In that famous hadith, of Salman radiallahu anhu, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then, then mentions, man fattara fihi sa'iman. Any person who provides iftar for a, for a fasting person, kana maghfiratan li dhunubihi, three promises are made. Firstly, his sins are forgiven. Wa'itqa raqabatihi min an-nar, he will be saved from the fire of Jahannam. And he will get the same reward of the next person without anyone's reward being decreased. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doubles the reward of that fasting person so that this person who gave him something for iftar also gets the reward. So this is the, the huge reward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept in store for us in additional sadaqah and charity in the month of Ramadan. And respected friends and elders, lastly, the amal from the a'mal of Ramadan is for us to engage in dua. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in abundant dua. We are well aware that at the time of Siri, that's the time throughout the year when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts du'as more than on other times of the day. That's the time for acceptance of du'a. And during the month of Ramadan, we all are awake at that time. We all find ourselves awake. A few minutes only to dedicate to du'a, dedicate to some tahajjud salah, will take us closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We'll make this Ramadan a, a, a different Ramadan for us, a life-changing Ramadan for us. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in dua, not only for your physical needs and your dunyawi needs. No, dua is an ibadah, respected friends and elders. Understand it as an ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah loves to be asked. So ask for the dunya, ask for your spiritual, for your, for your physical needs, ask for your spiritual needs as well. Ask for the needs of the akhirah, and ask for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Today a very, a, a very uh, oftenly repeated phrase, Actually, it is used as a sign to terminate the conversation. Make dua for me. Alright, inshallah, make dua. And then we put the phone down. Or then we, 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 we part. It has become a formality. No respected friends and allies. Make dua for your fellow Muslim brothers. This is part of the brotherhood of Islam. Hazrat Mawana Ashiq Ilahi Rahimahullah, great alim of, of, of India who lived in Medina Munawwara for the last 30, 40 years of his life. He had this habit. Whenever somebody used to tell him when he met him, that Hazrat make dua for me. Immediately he used to make dua. Maybe without raising his hands. And he would say, Allahumma ghfil lana ajma'een. Oh Allah, forgive all of us. Allahumma ghfil lana ajma'een. So make that habit of making dua for those who requested. And in general, dua for those in the community who you know are suffering, are sick, have some other difficulty, are in need of dua. Even if you never requested your dua. But, but, Make that dua, it's free, it doesn't cost you anything. That charity we can do without it costing us anything. Dua at the time of iftar is accepted, commonly known, alhamdulillah. At that time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts duas. Therefore many places we have the habit before iftar, people engage in dua. Respected friends and elders, we just discussed earlier that the fasting person throughout the day is in ibadah. Throughout the day is in ibadah. The fasting person's dua is accepted anytime by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a amal that is done only for Allah. As-sawmuli. 
So while you are engaged in such a great ibadah, why not take advantage and make dua throughout the day? Ulama explained that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Baqarah mentioned the obligation of the fast, Ya ayyuhal nas, Ya amanu, kutiba siyam. Thereafter Allah mentioned Shahru Ramadan, alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an, mentioned, speaks about the month of Ramadan and the, and the fast. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a few rules and injunctions of, of the fast. In between these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the amal of dua. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانٌ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ When my bondsman asks you about me, then I am near. أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانٌ I respond to the caller of the one who makes dua, who calls out to me. When he calls out to me, I accept the dua. From all the ayat of Qur'an and all the other passages in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to mention this guarantee of accepting dua within the ayat that discuss fasting and the month of Ramadan. Therefore, ulama say that this shows us all the time in Ramadan. All the time, make dua, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whilst mentioning the fariza and the obligation of the fast, mentions this guarantee, ujibu da'awat ad I respond and I answer the call of the one who calls and makes dua, إِذَا دَعَانِي فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُولِي They should also respond to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Believe in Allah so that they may be rightly guided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq of understanding whatever was mentioned. Allah give us tawfiq of maximizing our rewards. And, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this a Ramadan where we have a complete change, spiritual change in our life. I mean, look at the circumstances around us in the dunya. Look at the plight of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as I mentioned at the beginning, how fortunate are we? How fortunate are we that Allah has allowed us to see the month of Ramadan? Think within ourselves. Many of us were ill also through the month. Many were not ill. But think of yourselves of those who are in a long marathon. And along the way, somebody fell off. And then another one fell off. Another one fell off. And some may have to toil. But you made it to the finish line. You just go, how happy you ought to be. Making it to, um, to the month of Ramadan, respected friends and elders, is like that kind of a finish line, so to say, a time for rejoicement. A time to appreciate that now you have made it to this time. Maximize it. Maximize it and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shun the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a fundamental amal, but was discussed as part of the fast. A fundamental duty in the month of Ramadan is to shun sin and abstain from haram. Throughout the day we are abstaining from things that are usually halal. Food and drink is halal for us on other occasions. This is a training for us so that we can abstain even more from things that are haram at all times. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa